Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy you've tuned into the show. Whether you have listened before or you're brand new, I'm so grateful for you. You have no idea. And this episode is brought to you by my Become Aligned course. And podcasts are amazing. And I know that you know that because you guys all listen to them. And I do too. And sometimes they are not necessarily enough because while we're listening, sometimes we're passively listening and we're not actively listening. So the reason that Chris and I, Chris is my husband, the reason we've created this course is because we get asked so many questions outside of the podcast on how we started living the life that we live now, a life of happiness, of abundance, of really understanding that life is always full of problems every single day, but there's always a solution. And how do we shift back into a mindset that's going to keep us happy, keep us together, keep us successful, and keep us in thriving relationships. And that is what 
our Become Aligned course is about. Because we cover everything from mindset to the rituals that we do every single day. We talk about different energy sources that's really going to provide you with lasting energy. We talk about your purpose and what that actually means, what it is, and how it's ever-changing. We're going to tap into your beliefs. We're going to show you how to build a tribe to support where you're going. And we're definitely going to talk about wealth, abundance, money, all of the good things and how to sustain all of this. Because while, like I said, podcasts are absolutely awesome, you don't necessarily sit down and actually write out a plan for yourself. Because as much as I can sit here and tell you on the podcast what we do and how much, how many different people that I can interview, it's important that you actually learn how to apply these things in your own life. So if you've been listening for a while and you are ready to go deep and you really want to get some direct training and be able to dive into your life and yourself and your mindset, this is the course for you. I don't know about you, but I absolutely have points in my life where I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes I hit walls where I don't necessarily feel happy anymore and I haven't sat with myself long enough. I haven't really let myself think. I haven't written out how I actually feel. And so many people who took this course said that it was completely life-changing and they revealed a lot of things about themselves, about them li- about their lives, about their relationships that they weren't really looking at or they were avoiding. And it's about having those tough conversations, not only with other people, but really with yourself and knowing that you have the tools and the access to the tools. And we're going to teach you all of the tools that you need, not only to move through things, but to actually thrive on the other side. So you guys, I would love for you to join the Aligned community. It's such a special group of human beings and you get lifetime access. This is nine different modules where you're going to be working through each area of your life at your own pace. So you might need something on abundance. You might need more on you know money. You might need more on your purpose, on your tribe. This is where you can really go deep on exactly what you need and make sure that you're not missing any of your blind spots if you are feeling stuck or if you are wondering how everyone is doing it and how they're managing it all. This is a truly honest course about how to have a thriving life and manage and deal with all of the different problems that do come up in your life and understand that not everyone is going to support you and not everyone is for you and you are not for everyone. And that's okay. It's finding your people. It's forgiving yourself. It's creating a life of abundance and choosing your own purpose and your happiness. So you guys, you can go to becomealigned.com. That's becomealigned.com. And you guys know that because you're listeners, I'm going to give you an awesome deal and an awesome discount. And I cannot wait to see you in that community. And also let me know if you join because it is such an awesome, awesome uh, community. And also I'm really proud of this course. Chris and I poured our heart and our soul into this. Everything that we've done, everything that we've learned, we've invested so much into ourselves that this is everything that we have applied in our lives. And if you want to know how we've done it, we put it all on the table. We've put it all in this course. So if you want to know, go check it out at becomealigned.com. So let's get into the show. 
we don't even put ourselves in a position mm-hmm. to make a connection, to have a breakthrough, to find the resource or the person that we need in order to help us fulfill our goal, because mm. we're not even willing to speak the crazy, big, audacious goals and dreams into existence. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. And today I'm so thrilled because the guest that I have on is somebody that has not only been in my life for many, many years, but she's someone that I have decided to collaborate with and partnered with to bring you something so big that I can't even wait to announce it. And you guys, we talk all about this on our podcast. We have collaborated on something that is called Event Love. And it is all about bringing women together and teaching the next generation of leaders. Whether you are a speaker, whether you want to host retreats, whether you want to host masterminds, it is all about becoming the best leader the best speaker, and the best facilitator that you can be. Learning how to hone in those skills, learning those skills at all, and actually practicing them while you're in the room. So if you've had a dream of running a mastermind, running a small workshop, learning how to facilitate, actually owning your message, learning how to craft your message, learning how to share your message, learning how to run meditations, learning how to run visualizations, workshops, add anything to... Maybe you work at a corporate center, maybe you work at a corporate business where you want to be able to facilitate different experiences that also help your workplace or maybe even get you noticed or promoted and add so much value to what you are already doing. So whether you're already a coach, whether you're already a speaker, whatever it is, this is about being in a room where you are not only going to learn all of those skills that I mentioned, but you get to practice them. So Lindsay and I, after having years of successful events, have decided to teach people everything that we know about how to run profitable events, retreats, workshops, and masterminds. And we're going to give you the ins and outs of everything that that looks like, who you need, who you need to talk to, how to book your room, all of these different things. So really, really teaching you how to get scrappy as well, because we think that's so important in the beginning. 
So you guys, we talk all about it on this podcast. Even if that's something that doesn't interest you, we're talking about how to build something here. So how to build your dreams, how to step into it. We talk about the place where we came from before we started our journey, how we actually felt, what it feels like to build your dream. So Lindsay Schwartz is my guest today. And she's an entrepreneur. She's a top podcast host. She's a best-selling author. She's the creator of the popular powerhouse women's brand, the podcast, events, and community. Lindsay's not only been running her own profitable events for the past three years, but she's been attending events for years, volunteering and helping run events behind the scenes for nearly a decade. She's never been too good to play any roles in producing an event, is is the first person to support her friends in their endeavors. And I can tell you this firsthand because she has been a volunteer at Bliss multiple times. She prides herself on knowing the ins and outs of how heart-centered events should run, understanding how to gain the attention of media and get people excited about whatever she's involved in. And this is exactly what she's going to teach you when you're in the room with us for five days straight in October. So you guys, after being behind the scenes for years, helping to produce successful events, Lindsay knew that despite her fears, it was time to come out from behind the curtain. With her ability, knowledge, charisma, and attitude of everything can be figured out, she launched her annual Powerhouse Women's event and it took off. Her motto of every role serves the vision equally has helped her become one of the top women's top event hosts. Her Powerhouse Women events have become the place to go for business and personal growth, helping countless women launch their brand, their passion, their projects, and their dreams. She's a sought-after speaker. She travels around the world teaching and helping other women host their own events so that they can create the community and careers that they've always dreamed of. You guys, Lindsay is a master at forming strategic brand partnerships and sponsor relationships, organic launch strategies, meaning not using paid ads to fill your event regardless of the size of your current audience, and crafting the emotional journey of an event and how to deliver it for an intended outcome, building an event that fosters an engaged community, crafting your story and message in a way that connects with your audience. And we are about to bring you basically on our journey from the beginning phases of when we got the idea that we knew we wanted to do something bigger into bringing it to life. So even if maybe you're thinking this is not for you or maybe your heart is pounding and you cannot wait to get in this room, you guys, you have to listen to this podcast. There is so much wisdom here, whether it's on bringing your event to life or whether it's on what does a collaboration between two people actually look like and how do you do that? Because we're going to talk about everything. So at this event, you guys, my team is coming in. We're bringing in experts and we have Lindsay. We have a bunch of her team. We have uh, incredible uh, volunteers and people who are coming to help you master your skills and gain confidence. So I don't care if you're shaking in your boots right now and you're like, I want to do that, but I'm not sure if it's for me. You have to listen to this podcast. So let's get started. Lindsay, I'm so excited that you are officially sitting across from me right now in my own home. It's a lot of fun. You slept in my bed last night. <laughs> well, not, not technically my bed, but we technically... Should, we should just clarify. Let's clarify it that. It wasn't in well, between. Well, it's my old bed <laughs> and you slept in the guest room mm-hmm. because you stayed mm-hmm. at my house. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, we had, we're having a It wasn't between you and Chris, but nope. you know, waffles nope. stayed there. Get your minds out um, of the gutter. <laughs> So you're visiting from Arizona, which is so much fun because 
We have been working on such exciting content. You guys, this is probably we are we are like giddy jumping around school children because honestly, I I can't actually believe that we're doing this, yet I so can because it's what we're put on the planet for. Yeah. But you and I have decided to collaborate on something. Mm-hmm. And this actually all started just a few months ago. That's insane. It's pretty crazy what can happen when you just play with the energy of, you know what would be cool? What if we created something started. like this? Mm-hmm. First of all, I want to talk about that because that's something that you do at your events, which just like completely rocked my world. So you guys, we're going to get into Lindsay's story in just a minute. But um, we have known each other for what? Six, seven Years eight, six, we'll seven, eight. Go with six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like seven, eight, we're nine. Do a dance. Why is seven afraid of nine? <laughs> Wait, six. <laughs> There's a joke there that I did not get right. We'll get. We'll edit that out. We'll uh, figure that out. So, what was I just saying? Known each other six, seven, or eight years. We're not yes. sure. Yes, and so you were out here for a mastermind. And something that you do at your events, and we'll talk about how this all started, but something that you, uh, you do at your event is it's called Unicorn Brainstorming, right? You yes. Got it from like you did this at Lululemon years I ago. I did. Yeah. And tell me about it. Yeah. So this is an exercise I cannot take credit for because I, I experienced it for the first time at this Lululemon retreat. And it was this whole experience designed to get us outside of the normal limits our own mind will put Mm. on our ideas. So think about it. You have an idea to create something to launch a new business and your mind only knows one thing and that's safety. So Mm -hmm. it's going to start telling you all the reasons why you're not ready. You're not good enough. You don't know enough. And unicorn brainstorming, there's really only one rule. I think like fight club, you (laughs) (laughs) like the only thing you need to know is there's no rules. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it's, it, is the simple prompt of wouldn't it be cool if? And what they had us do at this retreat was sit down with a piece of paper and write for five minutes straight. So the first things your brain comes up with are the obvious things. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be cool if my business hit X revenue goal? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be cool if my event sold out? Wouldn't it be cool if my husband and I went on this amazing vacation? But the goal is to get to a point where there are things on that list that make you laugh out loud because mm-hmm. there are no there's no question of whether or not this is possible. So mm-hmm. wouldn't it be cool if Beyonce called me up on the phone and invited me over for tea at the at Buckingham Palace mm-hmm. and you know like that kind of stuff because and this is an example I always love to share with people. So at this we were doing this exercise with a couple of like other fitness entrepreneurs and this this one gentleman was having like a really tough time with this. Yeah. And finally we got him to think a little bigger, think outside the box and he said, "Okay, fine. Wouldn't it be cool if The Rock shared one of my Instagram videos?" Mm. And I kid you not, someone at the other end of the table looks over and said, "Hey, I actually know his PR people." Mm. Now, I don't know if that connection ever happened, yeah. but think about it. Those are the things where we don't even put ourselves in a position mm-hmm. to make a connection, to have a breakthrough, to find the resource or the person that we need in order to help us fulfill our goal because mm. we're not even willing to speak the crazy, big, audacious goals and dreams into existence. And so I, I actually have a lot of trouble with that. My mm-hmm. mind likes to be logical. So yeah. the unicorn brainstorming exercise is really just that question. Wouldn't it be cool if 
Mm-hmm. And then allowing your mind to be creative and not asking, is this possible? Could it happen? Mm. Is this even doable? You don't get to ask those questions. You just get to ask, well, what, what else would be cool? And then what after that? I love this exercise. I had so many different things on my paper. I remember a couple. There was something around Oprah, which I absolutely need to go and find because I had something yeah. really cool happen around Oprah. But here's what it did for me. I was like, oh, dang, I'm not dreaming big enough right now. Because I put stuff down that I was like so excited about that even having in the realm of my dreams of what I wanted or what I was going for made me realize that if I wanted those bigger things to happen, I was going to have to play bigger faster. I was like, wait a minute, because I want this, like I'd written something down. I remember one specifically, it was like, um, I want, wouldn't it be cool if Marie Forleo asked me to be on her show with my book? And I was like, what would it take for something like that or someone like that to notice this? What would it, what would it take? What is she looking for? Like it made me start asking yeah. better questions about what the actual steps are to get into that space. Where if you don't ask those questions, like the biggest questions possible, you're not going to get into the little spaces, which I think just that those questions started opening up. Oh my God, what should I be going for? Mm. Who should I be starting to get in front of? Because if I, play small potatoes, none of this is going to happen. Yeah. So it's a really fun exercise to start saying, what even sounds fun to me? Okay, how would that happen? Because some of the stuff we're going for isn't actually fun. Like we're doing it because we think we should or someone else did it. Like, is that even what you want to do? So like, what would be the most fun possible scenario of like, wouldn't it be cool if... Right. Like, I loved that. And you'll find like, wouldn't it be cool if this person asked me to be on their podcast? Well, have you ever thought of pitching them on something? Mm. What do they want on their podcast right now? What do they want to be hearing about? Like, who do they usually have on? How do they meet those people? Like, it just opens up the right questions. Yeah, it's been powerful. And I, again, my brain is wired a little bit more logically. Mm -hmm. So it helps me overcome that. And just allow myself to dream and not ask if it's possible, if I could do it, because my brain is always going to fight for my limitations. Mm-hmm. Always. I love that. Um, so I want to talk about, we were talking about what this happened at your event, um, Powerhouse Women. And you have been doing that event how long? This will be our third year. I can't even believe it. That's I amazing. cannot either. Yeah, that is incredible. Um, so you and I uh, decided because we just... You were out here for a mastermind. And it was a mastermind that I went and did a Q&A at. And so I spoke there for a little while and you came in the room and I was like, Oh my God, what are you doing here? Wait, You're like, I'm remember, a part of this. No, I rolled in late because I had an <laughs> event in Phoenix. And then at check-in at the hotel, they said, well, would you like your complimentary glass of rosé? And I said, well, yes, I would. <laughs> So I roll in late to this mastermind. Lori's at the front and I'm holding a glass of champagne like mid-morning, like a boss. <laughs> I was like, oh, hi. Not my entrance. <laughs> no, I had known you really well at this point. Like I had spoken at your event. We had, hung, I think we had hung out at, yeah, I don't even yeah. know. Like I knew you. So I wasn't like, <laughs> honestly, if I didn't know you and I was a guest, I might've been like, who in the hell is that right now? Like, but you know, not re- probably not because I would have been like, bring me some champagne. Yeah, actually. did she bring that for me? That's the real question. <laughs> um, so I was just like, yay! So for some reason, and I think this is important to talk about, I was talking to you afterward, and it just was. I, I'm at a place in my life where I want things to feel easy and fun and flow, mm-hmm. and 
I think that is the birthplace of really good things. Yeah. So you don't even have to know if something's going to come from it. You don't have to have an expectation on that relationship. What I do know now is that when things are fun and easy and they flow and you just can connect, that good things will come from that place. So... yeah. Um, I don't know if it was you or me, but we're like, let's grab some coffee. Uh, we grabbed coffee the like an hour before your flight. And it was like the fastest talking hour that I'd had in a really long time because things were just, what are you doing? What are you doing? What is this going on? What about this? Well, what do you think about this for your event? And you were like, yeah. you know, I really want to ex- expand my event. I'm just not sure what that looks like right now. And I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if... And we just started talking about our zones of genius. Like, yeah. wouldn't it be cool if there was a place where we could come together and we were like stupid idea time... Like, and we could both teach people how to run events because we're doing these awesome, successful events in a time when a lot of events aren't filling. Mm-hmm. So what's making our events successful and what's bringing them together? And we really started talking about what that is. And we know that it's because we know how to facilitate a room and we know what people are desiring right now. And we know that women really want connection. Humans really want connection. And we also fully uh, were playing with the idea in that we believe that people should be making money off their events if they know how to do it and they know how to run it. Yeah, And I think so many people who are out there right now might have an idea or they might want to start a workshop or they might want to, you know, add a retreat or they have visions of speaking in front of people at other people's events or whatever it looks like um, of facilitating of just having these skills and they don't know where to go for them. Yeah. Well, that was me less than five years ago. Yeah. Tell me all about that. Tell me about your... A little bit about your past story of where you were before what you're doing right now. So you and I initially met through network marketing. Mm -hmm. And that was my first venture into entrepreneurship. Yeah. Love network marketing. It's a great entrepreneur school. Yes. And it was about six years into that business that I can't even... I couldn't put my finger on why I felt this way, but I just felt restless. Mm. I felt like on the surface, it looked like I had a lot of success and I did. I had a great life. And then I felt the guilt for feeling like there was more for me, even though Mm. I had a great life. That whole mess of emotions. But what was actually happening was despite on the surface, what looked like success in business and other areas, I knew deep down that I was operating at maybe 60 to 70% of my potential. Mm. And I was afraid. I was afraid of what other people would think of me. I was afraid of going full on in to find whatever my limit of of potential was and then finding out I wasn't that great. Mm. There were so many fears and it really, it actually all came down to what other people thought. That was mm. the really, the biggest one that had me stuck in my own fear And I got to a point where I had just had enough. Mm -hmm. I'd had enough of the discomfort because we don't talk about that that often. You talk about this, but Mm -hmm. how there's just as much discomfort not leaning into the things that we're Mm -hmm. feeling fear around. And what had happened is a woman approached me. I was building my network marketing business and a health and wellness brand along with it. And a woman approached me about writing a book, just saying it could be a really great tool. And mm-hmm. it was the first time, it was almost like an old school where Will Ferrell like is in the debate and he's like, what happened? I blacked out. <laughs> I just remember saying to her, yeah, I don't want to write about health and fitness. Mm-hmm. I think there's something else I want to say. 
And I remember just, you know, sharing with her that in the journey of building this business, I would have Mm -hmm. so many conversations with women who would share ideas and dreams that they had. Mm -hmm. And they would always share it from the standpoint of, it is so cool what you've done. I wish I could. Let me sit down for 10 minutes. Let me list all the reasons why I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. I don't know enough. I'm afraid. And it made me step back and really say, okay, wow, don't women know that is what it feels like to build a business? Everything they're describing is what I feel every day. Maybe we're not having Mm. enough of these conversations out loud. So that Mm. idea inspired, I ended up writing a book. I have no business writing a book. At that point, (laughs) I had a health and fitness blog for three years. Mm -hmm. And you know, in marketing, they say publish consistent content. And I was publishing one, one article per year. I had, <laughs> I literally had three articles on the awesome. blog. Three of the best articles and in the world. Yes. <laughs> Although no one would know other than my mom because Your she was mom the only saw one them. that That's read great. them. <laughs> yeah. So I had a lot of evidence yeah. for why I was not an author, why I wasn't capable. And so I heard myself playing out mm. all these same reasons, excuses, and ultimately lies that I wanted to help other women overcome. So I almost, it's like when your soul knows, Mm -hmm. this is it. This is a chance for you to actually step out and try something that you don't know you're going to be great at. Because that was usually my litmus test is, do I have evidence that I could absolutely succeed? There's no chance of failure. Then I would do that thing. Yeah. This was the first one. I'm not kidding you. In my, I think I was 33 at the time, my 33 years of life, that I went for it, not mm. sure how it would work out. And it changed my life. Oh, and so I and I got to somewhat be along for that ride, just looking from the outside in. But I absolutely want to dig into that conversation a little bit more of that point of first of all, the pain point, because truly, how do we get from where you were saying, wow, it is, it's starting to become a lot more painful to sit in what knowing I'm not fulfilling my purpose. Did you play out the pain till the end? Or how did you... Because there is... There's so much uh, like research around what is the tipping point for people mm. with like, how do you actually start taking action and knowing that the risk is like actually starting to feel better than what it feels like to constantly disappoint yourself. So yeah. for you, what exactly was that? Did you... Was there a strategy? Did you play it out to the end where you're like, oh my God, I can't die with this inside me? What were the thoughts that you were actually thinking? Who was coming up? What was playing out? That's such a great question. I don't know if I've ever thought it through. But what I can tell you is, again, this still was at the very early stages of breaking free from a lot of just my attachment to what other people thought. Mm. So initially what propelled me forward was the woman who's um, now my dear friend, editor, publisher. She said that when I, whenever I, I you know, shared with her about wanting to inspire women around their big ideas, she had this dramatic pause. And then she said, well, if you don't write that book, who's going to? Mm. And she believed in it first. So I borrowed her belief. That was mm-hmm. kind of point number one. But then, and I think this will tie into what we'll talk about later too, Number two is I knew myself well enough to know that I would quit if I didn't have accountability. Oh, same. It had to to be not hurt because it didn't hurt to invest this money, but I had to be invested financially. Yeah. I'm just not that committed to lose something. I had to to risk something, right? So totally. I was committed financially to this like 16-week program for emerging authors, right? But then I had to show up every week Mm. and 
be accountable. I had to show up every week for 16 weeks. And so that got me in the habit of showing up when I didn't want to. Mm. It also gave me just enough encouragement to keep going Mm. because I was putting myself in the room or this was like a virtual room with other people who were on the journey with me who knew that I was scared. They were scared too. We were all committed to the same outcome. And it was the most powerful experience. I literally cried my way through a year of writing this book Wow! because it was so, it just challenged everything in me that I was so afraid of up until that point. Mm. And it was shortly before the book was about to be published that I just started to see this conversation that I had spent a year getting clear about the message, but I started to see this vision of having that conversation live in a room with women Mm. and bringing them together in a way that broke down the barriers that we all walk into rooms full of powerful women Mm -hmm. with. And I saw this vision of having women. This is why you were such a perfect fit for the event as a speaker, because I've always been inspired by women who are successful. We can see and be inspired by their success. But I don't want to hear just about the challenges they overcame 10 years ago. Mm. I want to hear that that woman I look up to is still scared today, Mm -hmm. that she ugly cried last week because Mm -hmm. she doesn't feel like she's enough. I think the more that we start to break down the barrier that there's anything different between us and people that we look up to, mm-hmm. other than the fact that they've just been at it longer. Yeah. And so I think true. that's when we actually do the work of getting women out of their own way mm-hmm. so that they can make the impact that they're meant to make because we each yes. have a unique impact. And I mean, we've seen it firsthand, the women who come to our events. It's mm-hmm. I will never get over seeing women have those kind of breakthroughs. It's literally the best. And if you're seeing it at your future event that doesn't exist yet, it is going to happen Mm -hmm. and it's the best. But you do have to put something on the line. Yeah. Like you have to put... Honestly, I had to put so much on the line that I was forced to show up. Yeah. Because what happens is you're going to have these hideous moments in your life. (laughs) And they're happening to me right now Uh as we speak. Because you know I'm I'm going through (laughs) something right now, needing to write something. And there's a lot of money on the the line. And there's a lot of people I respect who I've hired that I do not want to let down. And I will tell you in these moments, what happens is you sit at your computer and you know this to write a book or to do whatever. And you don't feel like you can do it at all. And you feel like you want to start crying and you feel stupid and you feel like your message sucks and everything that's coming out is horrible. And you start focusing in that. And then you hit this place where you're like, oh my God, I have nowhere to go. Like you have no place to hide. And you literally have this decision. I have this decision every day about 10 times while I'm writing. And I'm like, okay, you can leave and you can quit all of this. But You have to disappoint this person and this person Mm -hmm. and this person and lose this money and then wake up tomorrow and how are you going to feel when you did that? Yeah. And that feeling is what I'm like, okay, get it together. 
you're you're enough. You can do this. Like you're made of God energy. You're awesome. It doesn't matter. Like even if this is, it doesn't matter if your stuff is going to be the best out there. Like it's gonna, it's the first time you've done this particular thing. Like so, I have to give myself a lot of love through those moments. But the accountability makes me go back and reassess that what the way that I was talking to myself was not working. Right. Whereas if all of those things weren't on the line, I would just stop there. I would never go back to saying, could there be a different way that I could be doing this. And I think that's why you and I are so excited about what we're doing is because there's a different way if you have this calling inside of you that you don't have to keep feeling this way and feeling lost and feeling upset and feeling sad and feeling frustrated because you have this highest version of you trapped inside of you that you don't know how to get out. Yeah, That's where that gap is. Like, So for you... I know that you said that you just took that risk of, you know, doing your first um, event, but tell me a little bit about the steps along the way of doing that. Like from, <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it and I'm risking it and you did it yeah. to what it actually looks like today of event. Like you put the money down. Yeah. Now what? Well, I even just remember, and and this is such, this is the important thing to know. If you get nothing else out of this, listening to this, it all started with an idea. Mm. It just was an idea. And my friend, Mary, who you also know, we always joke, I, I will never forget our first friendship date. We were hiking and I started to say, yeah, maybe I could have a little event, like 50 people. You know, I just had this seed of an idea. Mm-hmm. But the more I stepped into it, the more people said, yeah, we're excited about that idea too. How can mm. we help? And it started to evolve from there. You spoke it into life. I spoke mm-hmm. it into life. And I was willing to be the only one excited about it mm-hmm. until I found the other people who were. Mm. And I think when we have those ideas that you just cannot shake, mm-hmm. you have to trust that it's because someone out there in the world is hoping and praying and wishing for that solution. Mm-hmm. And you happen to have the skills to at least get it started. Mm-hmm. But I think then our job is to find the other people that we need along the way. Yep. We, our motto in with Powerhouse Women has literally become, we're not meant to do this alone. Mm-hmm. Because if an idea is bigger than you, it's nev- you're never going to have every skill that you need. But if you're getting the vision, that means you're at least supposed to be a part of getting the ball rolling and Mm -hmm. finding the other people to fill in what you need. So I didn't know that, of course. I'm all I'm saying this all now so Mm, eloquently three years in. Yeah. (laughs) But I remember so well this you were actually there the day that I kind of took that next step. You were in Phoenix for something, and we did that spin class. And Mm. we had this amazing instructor and I'm a creep. So when I find someone who has awesome energy, (laughs) I stalk them on social media. Please, we all do. Yep, we all do. And I remember seeing like, oh my gosh, she's also an event planner. Mm. And so I remember reaching out to her. I will never forget sitting in her office and even just trying to describe the kind of event I wanted to plan. I felt like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> she was asking me the, these really great questions that I probably should know if I was going to host an event. And I just yeah, but you don't know shit made, made it up. Yeah. I just made it up. So it, yeah, it, I mean, it ended up with, we had a hundred women at that first mm-hmm. event and it was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was, it was the most beautiful experience of my entire life. And I remember being so scared and I remember 
so many tears leading Mm -hmm. up to that point, worried if people would come, not sure if I was pricing the event appropriately, Mm -hmm. was I delivering enough value? And every time I felt those fears and concerns come up, I just checked in and I said, am I doing this from the heart? Am I doing this from the right place with Mm -hmm. the intention to make a difference? Mm -hmm. And if, if yes, then I just kept going forward, trusting. Thank goodness I do have a a belief in a higher power because Mm -hmm. I needed to rely on all of my faith, Mm -hmm. all of it. Because I was really, uh, similar to you when you launched Bliss, I was known for having a health and wellness brand. Mm -hmm. And here now I was making this pivot. And people who I thought for sure would show up didn't. Mm -hmm. And a whole mess of women who I never even knew were hungry for this conversation, they came. Mm -hmm. And then they started to bring friends. Mm -hmm. And here we are three years later and it's tripled in size. Mm -hmm. It's it's just become the most beautiful community. But people just need to know it's not it's not because of me. I just have been the one who's been willing to wake up every day and go to work for this vision. Mm -hmm. And I just figure it out as I go. And I'm still, I have no idea what I'm doing. Always. Always. And it's funny because you do, but at the yeah, same time, yeah. you do, then you you move the finish line or you mm-hmm. try something new or you change things. But it really is, you need to, t- and I know that you did your due, di- due diligence though. Like you had been to so many events before yeah. that. And I think that when, you know, the idea of an event or a retreat or a workshop or getting women together or a book club or facilitating something or being a better speaker, you... Stop um, going to events the same way. Yeah, you stop showing up in rooms the same way. You start showing up as the observer rather than you're still a student, but you become student observer. Like you are observing how things are being done. You're observing how things are running behind the scenes. You're observing why you liked what the speaker just said. You're you're observing the timing on their. Um, humor. Mm-hmm. You're observing the flow of the event and the way that things are going. So it's not like you're just like, I don't know what's going on because you really are in there. Everyone who's listening is like, oh, I do that too. I listen to this podcast because I want to observe the way they're talking and speaking. I do it all the time on podcasts. I'm thoroughly loving observing Gary Vee right now because I want to adopt the way that he views the world and business right now. So I think that one of the most important things we can do and that you had started doing was observing and putting yourself in the rooms and those spaces and also getting yourself to the places where you knew would get you to that um, next level of doing an event. Mm -hmm. So I remember you had come to... You had gone to so many events, but you also came to my event. And you had volunteered at my event. And I'm sure you were the observer at my event of how does this run? What does this look like? What do I like about this? What would I do different? What would... and I know that when women come to my events and I know when they go to yours, that's what they're thinking too. Yeah. Like not all of them because a lot of them are still in like either beginning phases or they are just really like fill me up. Like, you know, I'm in student phase, but there's, I pray that there's half or more who want to go and do this work themselves. And they're just there to be like, I would have said that different. I love this, but here's what I would have done. Like, I love when people do that because it means that they are getting all of the... I'm like, I get to play a role in unlocking whatever it is that their purpose and potential is. Mm. So I feel like this is a really awesome pivot point just to say a little bit about what we are creating because that's I know that that's that's what you want when women come to your event too. So why don't you tell me from your perspective, 
what we're rolling out. Well, I know it's something you and I have both come across in our communities Mm -hmm. is other women who have a vision to create an event. And event could mean anything. It could mean a workshop series. It could Mm -hmm. mean a retreat, a mastermind. It could mean so many different things. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, I do believe there's more of a need for live experiences now than ever. Mm -hmm. We are more connected than ever with social media, but people feel lonely. Mm -hmm. People want true human connection. And if you've ever been to an event, you know the feeling in that room, it's one you just wish you could bottle. Mm. When you go to an event that's so aligned with what you needed at that time, it's Mm. transformative because it gets you out of your normal life. And we also know that you and I are only going to resonate with certain people. Mm -hmm. And we can only do the events that we already do. We could never provide everything that Mm. every single human being on this planet needs. And we need more people to step into that call Mm -hmm. that feel, feel the nudge to do so. And so we were sitting at coffee that day. Mm -hmm. I think the way I remember it is you are actually saying to me, you know, I always thought this would be kind of cool to do within (laughs) the Bliss Project community. And I said, yeah, you know, I have a lot of women ask me that too. And out of my mouth came the words before I even really consciously thought about them. And I said, well, what if we did that together? What if it was a collaboration? Mm. And I think what we saw in that moment was the chance to bring our two stories, our two different backgrounds. We have a lot of similarities, a lot of similar strengths, but we have a lot of differences that really complement each other. Mm -hmm. And it was the most fun and easy yes I think I've ever said Mm -hmm. yes to Mm -hmm. because we could just see it. We saw the need and we saw the potential impact that we could make to really empower the next generation of women who are going to lead this work. Mm. So what they will what you'll be a part of is 5 days with us. Mm-hmm. So hopefully by listening to this, the, the idea of spending five days with us sounds, is exciting. Sounds great because this, well, this is it. That's a lot of days. <laughs> a lot of days. We're very funny. awesome. We yeah, should we're notice. hilarious. We're very funny. So, and uh, if you give us at least one glass of wine, we might break we're out some funny. choreography. <laughs> we could teach you. We could. Yeah, but um, no. For, seriously though, this, these five days are really packed with not only the how-tos and the framework that we've used to create an event that's authentic to us, Mm because we want to teach people how to create an event that's authentic to them and their Mm -hmm. audience. Mm -hmm. But what I'm most excited about, and this was your suggestion, really, you can probably dive deeper into this, is the experiential hands-on learning Mm -hmm. part of it. Because that's how you learned a Mm -hmm. lot of how to facilitate your event. Do you want to share more about that? Yeah. You know know what? I'm so excited about this. Um... And how you shared so eloquently. That's like actually like, I'm like, yep, that's her strength. (laughs) (laughs) Eloquently, specifically. It's love it. Okay. So I, a lot of people ask me all the time, did you, where did you go to learn how to do this? Like, when did you go? Because I started, was my first event like seven years ago now? I think this will be my seventh one. So six years from the first one. So there weren't a ton of events 
Um, so I had a lot of people asking, where did you go? Like, where did you get the ideas to facilitate? How did you learn all these different exercises that you put people through? How did you learn event flow? Mm -hmm. Like, how did you learn how to book an event? How did you learn all this stuff? And I was like, you know, back in the day, Jack Canfield had a train the trainer program and it was three weeks long. It was super intensive. It was spread out throughout the year. You went in the three separate weeks. Um, it was a group of like 70 people which felt super intimate. It was amazing. Um, and we got to work with Jack and he taught us literally how to facilitate uh, different experiences. He taught us how to bring people through meditations. He taught us how to do visualizations. We were doing all of the work with each other and on ourselves. And then we were stepping in and teaching it. So then he would put us in groups and he'd be like, okay, it's your turn to facilitate. Okay, now you're going to do your two-minute talk on whatever your message is that you made last night from you know the homework from the day before. There was homework every single night. And it was such crazy boot camp. I literally... My event was right after the... I think it was after the second one. And I was like, I'm ready. <laughs> like I am 100% ready because I was facilitating in the room of my peers. Yeah. Who were already... Like a lot of these people were already speakers and meditation teachers. And I didn't know shit, Lindsay. I walked in there. I didn't do any of that yet. Like I was like... I don't do, you know, I have no nothing about meditation. I'm not like a speaker. I'm not, these were professional like people who had speakers careers who were just going to learn more. And I was like, I want to do this big event. And they, wow. it's so funny because by the third week, people were like, we didn't even know you were in the room. That's how shy I was. What? Yes. That's what I want people to hear is yeah. like, I was so shy and so scared that I had so many people like the third week because I would just kind of try to hide, even though you can't hide in this room. <laughs> like the groups I was in knew me, but outside mm -hmm. of that, they're like, we didn't even, you, you're so, cause by the end of it, I was so like bold and, you know, sharing my message and I was so excited, but they were like, we didn't even see you coming. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even see you at all because I had such anxiety. I would get panic attacks like every single morning that I'd walk in that room. I was like, dear God, why am I... Why do I have this vision on my heart? Why is it keeping me up at night if this is so freaking miserable for me? Mm. I was in pain in the room while I'm there. It made me question if I was even supposed to be in that room, even though there was still burning underneath that was like you see yourself doing this so clearly. But if you could just get this veil of like anxiety to go away, you're going to be great. Like that's the message I kept getting. And that's also what people kept telling me. I'll tell you moving forward, like while I say I felt ready for bliss, I also was so nervous. But I learned by being in that room, everyone was nervous. And I learned that, to be honest with you, my fear has never gone away. Same. I have just learned tools and tricks and tips and secrets from everyone in that room, from Jack Canfield himself, that that's so normal. And we're just not talking about it, which is just freaking ridiculous. Like, I think it's, it's such a, like, it's such a block to not talk about it. It's so freeing when you do say, even in front of an audience of 15,000 people, like, I get nervous. Awesome. I'm up here sweating. Give me a minute. Like, there's a million different things that you're not like you're going to do that right away, but there's a million different tricks and tips that you can do to give yourself a moment on stage to prepare yourself to really go out there. Um, so many things that you can learn how to 
put on an amazing flow of your event, like create incredible connections in the room, make it less about you and more about them is really what I have learned. And I know that you know that. And that is why I think our events are so successful is because our events are known as the place to find your tribe. Yeah. And to create your own breakthrough because you're not going to come and we're not going to tell you to be like us. In fact, we're going to say, look away. <laughs> Just kidding. Look away. Look away. <laughs> Don't be like me. But you do. I think I think one thing we do really well is give people permission mm-hmm. to, you know, whatever you want your event to be. And I will tell you, I, I feel like one of my skills and, and Chris's skills, who he will also be talking there... Um, Nick will be speaking there. All the people who are on our team who help make uh, my event and my business what it is, is that it's about being just completely unapologetic and monetizing, being able to monetize anything. Truly, I believe that that is such a skill set. And I know that you are like really also a genius like fist, at this. Fist pumping right now. Oh my God. I like, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even handle it because whatever you're thinking, like this is crazy. I'm just going to share this idea really quick since we have a lot of time and I'm riffing here. Um, <laughs> but here's how easy this sounds to me. Like, I don't know if you remember when I was making quilts like, do you remember or oh, when yes. I was making blankets? I yarn. asked you about it and then I took no action on it. I have so, not made a quilt. But the craziest <laughs> thing is, is I wanted to do that like just for fun for myself. And because my mind goes to monetizing everything, everyone was like, oh my God, can you show me how to make it? And I was like, I'm going to put together a workshop where I charge X amount. It's going to be a lot of money. And like to make these blankets together and drink wine. And... I had so many people who were like, and I wrote it to a couple girls, which I never followed through, which I normally always follow through. But I'd written a couple people and they were like, yes, I'm in. Like, where could I pay for it? Because I was like, would you want to do this? Because I wanted women who were super like-minded and already like well on their journey. And I wanted someone who would see the value in me holding space for this. So if you're sitting here thinking that sounds really crazy and stupid, I wouldn't pay for it. Guess what? I had people who wanted to. (laughs) So what I'm saying is nothing is stupid and nothing is crazy and we're ready to pay for connection and facilitation and and experience. Like, I don't know about you, but I want a different... I want new experiences. I want friends. I want connection. I want to get the most out of this life. And a lot of times, I don't want to be the... Like, I'm probably not going to be the person to create that for myself, but I'm going to create it for other people. But it's like, there's so much opportunity right now. And I know that you see that all the time too. And you've done so many experiences like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, what is she doing now? Why is she launching someone's purse brand right now? Is she doing an event around that? (laughs) What did we call this? My buffet year. I'm like, as a buffet, buffet. I'm trying... You're trying everything. I've got a little stir fry. I've got some barbecue. (laughs) But this is... And I can speak to this because I think I am in it. I'm maybe even closer to the place in the journey where a lot of our attendees for this experience are going to be at, where I first had to get over my limiting belief that I didn't have something of value Mm. to offer. Mm -hmm. But once I started to see that by showing up and being authentically myself, by literally standing on a stage and talking about how scared I was and I was doing it anyway and just sharing the real version of what this experience has felt like, it started to create a community and then women would ask for certain resources. Mm. They would ask 
questions that then I figured out how to package as offerings. And there was a time where I resisted charging money for solving problems, Mm. which also is a huge money block, which we're going to get into as well. Because I think the only reason, if you feel like right now you've got this passion project that you're not monetizing, there's likely an underlying limiting belief about you, your money mindset. It could be a number of things, but trust me, it is so powerful when Mm. you realize you have unlimited possibility to create value and something you can monetize right now. Mm -hmm. And that you're actually doing people a disservice if you're not offering that and you're capable of it. Mm -hmm. Because there probably are so many women who want to make blankets and they're now sitting there with no blankets. They're cold, Lori. I literally know (laughs) that I tapped into a whole yarn community that I was like, why are you guys not making more money? Like I, if I had more time, in fact, if you're listening to this, please come to this event because truly this, those are the people that we Mm -hmm. want is people who are thinking outside of the box and how can we, how can we monetize something to bring people together? Because they're waiting. It's not like I'm sitting here going, how can you make money? And even if I was, that's awesome too, because guess what? I truly believe when, like what Chris says, when good people make good money, they do great things and more Mm -hmm. good people need to make great money in my personal opinion in order to do awesome stuff. Yeah. So that's what this is event that's what this event is truly about is how do we get people in the room who have ideas of what they want to do and they know it's inside of them already and we unlock that and get them together. So here's what I also know is that when you get in a room full of people with ideas like this of an event or of an, a, re, a retreat of a workshop of you know I I, w- I just want to go over real quick the endless possibilities here. You know, you even talked about um event planners coming why did you highlight that? Huge opportunity. Mm-hmm. Oh my, well, my brain works kind of the same way. I think about just what is needed. So I'm a person who has a business that plans events. Mm-hmm. If an event planner walked up to me and said, Hey, I've been through this certification. I not only know how to make your event beautiful and run on time, but I know how to make it profitable. Mm-hmm. I am going to throw my credit card at that person. Mm-hmm. So while this is absolutely for people who want to host events, I think there's a huge opportunity for for those of you who want to plan and help those who want to host events. Mm -hmm. And being in the room together, you know, this is not about, we we just want to give you networking opportunities. That'll naturally happen. But think about even what I, I think I was saying it earlier, or I thought it in my head, just about finding (laughs) the people that you need to support you and having your vision come to life. So I would love to see a really great representation of people who have a hand in the event space in other ways because Mm -hmm. we need you. Mm -hmm. I need a great planner. I need someone who can build beautiful installations because I can pin a mean Pinterest board, Mm -hmm. but I cannot for the life of me construct a stage. Mm -hmm. So we're going to share everything. I, I just really envision this intimate conversation with you and I for over the course of a week where there's nothing you you guys can't ask us. Mm-hmm. And there's really never been something like this. We have not ever found something like this that exists. Mm-hmm. And I think that the ripple effect from these five days together is going to continue on for mm-hmm. way beyond what we can see right now, because this is exactly what I would have needed. Mm. four years ago, just to give me that little dose of confidence. And then also, I think the confidence comes from having a clear plan of action, mm-hmm. what to do. Mm-hmm. So I 
I think it would be helpful even just to make this even more valuable to share just some of the things that maybe we've learned the hard way, Mm. (laughs) mistakes Mm -hmm. we've made. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just even remember back to that first event and I was so afraid to quote, I'm using air quotes here, sell people (laughs) something. Yes. That at the end, it was so awkward. I remember just like standing on stage waving like, well, thanks for coming. See you guys later. And here are these women where we just had this powerful experience and they they started to see and believe, okay, I want to get out of my own way. I want to take action. Mm. What else do you have for me? And I was like, well, see you later. I got nothing. Got nothing. And, Mm -hmm. but that was beautiful. I had to go through that experience to see that I was, I was not actually following through with my intention Mm. to help them get into action. If I was offering them no plan of how to do that. Mm -hmm. I heard some, I did the exact same thing. And I had a moment where I realized um, I was being irresponsible with my community because I cracked them wide open and did not tell them what was next. Yeah. And I came from the same place as you where I was like, um, you know, thinking, oh, selling is a bad thing. And then I thought, oh my God, when I go to events, all I want is please just please make sure there's some sort of community or plan of action where I can stay connected to these people. And I also now want to, I definitely. And I have always wanted to pay for things because I knew that was my accountability. Mm. I knew that money was a huge accountability thing for me and that I don't show up. I typically don't show up without it, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you. Now I do because I have a well-trained muscle, but even some stuff I don't. Yeah. So I think that that is such a huge lesson for people is that selling is a... I think it's a spiritual practice because it's selling and supporting you. It's selling what your gift is while simultaneously supporting your gift. Because let me tell you, I also learned the hard way that if you don't support your gift, you won't won't give it anymore. And that is the point that I see so many of my friends getting to. They've hosted maybe one event and it ended up costing them money Mm. rather than making money. And yes, it's still valuable because you see the breakthroughs people have. And that can't sustain itself long term. Can't sustain itself. You're not going to be able to continue serving if it's not also compensating you at a level that feels good. Mm-hmm. Not We're not talking just paying your bills. If you're providing next level value, that will come with next level compensation. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's because people feel that they are getting so many times the value that they paid to attend your event. And there's an art to creating an experience like that mm-hmm. from start to finish. And I bet for you too, that for me starts before anyone even walks into a room oh, yes. at an event. It's a whole process of understanding how to craft the emotional journey that will walk someone through every single piece of our event is so intentional. Mm-hmm. Every email that goes out, every experience that someone has with our brand is actually contributing to them either having that breakthrough or not. Mm-hmm. And I take that really, really seriously. But I had to learn that the hard way by making mm-hmm. some mistakes and mm-hmm. by having to apologize sometimes because I wasn't fulfilling on my, just my promise to who I wanted to be for my community. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to get to share a lot of a lot of that stuff. What mm-hmm. else? I know um, mm-hmm. we had so much fun coming up with the list of 
each of our individual strengths. Yeah. And I think it was surprising to us because even though we've known each other, to see them written out on on paper, how complementary our strengths mm-hmm. really are. I mean, there's some things that you hate that I love and vice versa. So what are some of the things you're most excited to teach on? I feel that I know how to powerfully pull a vision from people. So to figure out what exactly it is that they actually really love about themselves or what they feel called to or where there's a need um, and being able to paint that vision, how they could monetize it. I love thinking, talking, looking at that, giving ideas all around that. Um, I love teaching facilitation. I love teaching confidence skills yeah, and how to break through or know how to dance with anxiety and fear and like thrive with it. Like really, really embrace it. And I think that that's one of the most beautiful things. Uh, that's like where, you know, when you're like, what's your favorite thing to do? It's probably because I feel like there's such a reward there when I see people understand that this thing that they thought that was debilitating before and was actually something that was wrong with them is actually something that's so right with them that's actually going to speak to the exact person that they need to speak to. Like they're they're going to find their power within it. Yeah, I cannot wait to see. That was a journey for me. It was real realizing that I could be myself and mm-hmm. just do my authentic event. What was I was really creating what I think a lot of us do, the event that I wish I would have had. Yes. And that's different from the Bliss Project. It's different mm-hmm. from other events that I've attended. And it's actually even evolved over the years. So just I love tapping event. into that. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. biased. Though. It's so unique. Biased. No, it's so unique. It really is. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I cannot wait for that. I think that mm-hmm. is such an art and that'll come through the practice, getting to practice it in mm-hmm. the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you guys are sweating right now, thinking like, oh, I absolutely <laughs> want to do this, but that makes me so scared. Like, I will say I'm going to talk to a strength of mine again, because <laughs> why not? You're going to get to this place too, is truly breaking down barriers mm-hmm. of it will feel... One hour in, you will feel so connected, comfortable, and ready to do it. You'll be nervous, but you won't want to run. You won't want to leave. You, you'll you be like, I can do this because I know how to level a playing field like super fast. I'm just really aware of how to give myself permission to be a total dork, to talk about how nervous I am because thinking about all of them in a room makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. Like these are like leaders in their life. These are people who are the next leaders because they know it internally. Like it's in their solar plexus. They know it. It's like in their heart. And that makes me nervous because if I think too much about it, the responsibility can feel really heavy. Yeah. But you have to go back into faith. Like when you said, I'm so glad I believe in something greater, like having a faith in God, energy, universe, whatever, like that's what I rely on. I'm like, okay, lean back into what you know is a strength because you and I can get pulled out really easy too. But we use the reference point of we've been here before, keep going, lean in. So I, I think that's something that we talk about is just how much we're exactly like you. And here's what we do to move around it. And yeah. here's what we say. And here's what our mind is thinking. And here's you know, what's happened before. And here's how that horrible thing that happened turned into a great lesson. And here's how to embrace worst case scenario. And I think that when you know all of these things, you can't fail. Yeah. It's impossible to fail when you just know no matter what goes wrong, there's a game plan. And that's what we love to talk about. You and I can do it. Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth though. 
<laughs> yeah. And I am excited to get to share the the good and the bad, the struggles I've gone through that I still go through on a daily basis mm-hmm. because so much has started to happen in the last year as a result of that bold choice three years ago to step into this mm. that I think it's easy to look at the outside. Probably people have a tendency to look at the outside from a point of view of observing your life too and think that we don't still struggle. Mm. Maybe we did one time, but we don't still struggle. And we absolutely do. And I think it's just this game of of learning to get over yourself again and again Mm -hmm. and again and just keep stepping into that if this big vision was given to me, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. It's 100% about who I'm going to serve. And I need to be more concerned with impacting people than impressing them. Mm -hmm. And that is something I have to come back to every single day because the vision just keeps getting bigger. Mm -hmm. And I remember you actually pulled me aside after the event last year and in the most loving way, I didn't even, you know, it's funny how sometimes our programming is so ingrained. We don't even realize we say things. Mm -hmm. And I said something from stage that I wasn't even conscious Mm. to the fact that I said, I don't know if you remember this. I do remember. Do you? Mm -hmm. Because you said, you know, you said something you were saying to me, you know, Lindsay, you said something to the effect of your intention was to keep this experience intimate. Mm -hmm. And I, and I just need you to know this isn't meant to stay small. Mm. And it was that, it was someone seeing me for who I could be, not who I saw myself mm-hmm. as. Because we all are going to have a far different perception of ourselves than other people have. Mm-hmm. And it is invaluable to have those women in your life who will speak into the version of you that you know you're committed to becoming. That version of you is what's going to get you in that room because mm-hmm. you're going to know. You might want to throw up. We'll have mm-hmm. a puke bucket for you. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll You're going to be so fine. nervous. We'll have a toothbrush. You it's might. Tooth- <laughs> Listerine. Yeah. But that version of you will get you in the room, but it's always going to be a, a tug of war between always. her and the version of you that wants to stay comfortable. Mm-hmm. That was a really great picture because morning of bliss, I'm like, how is this back again? Why do I feel sick again? Yeah. What I literally say to myself the night before, like before I go down to the cocktail reception, I go, why do I do this to myself? Mm-hmm. I don't need to do this. And that's what I, I have this conversation in this full on fight. And I'm like, would you be okay not doing this? And the answer is always no. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's a real, it is a real, like I, I'm in tears. I'm seeking comfort. I want to stay in my room. I feel super introverted. I'm like, this feels too heavy. This feels like too much responsibility. And then I'm like, how about you focus on the fun yeah. and what you are going to do <laughs> and what is possible and stop. And right there, that's when I decide I'm not focusing on anything negative for the rest of the weekend. Now it's getting better and better. Typically, like where I can switch it faster, I can focus faster. But I there's not one time where I haven't I haven't yet had something that's come in. Yeah. That's like, oh, you're here again? Awesome. 
I didn't think you'd show up this time. Yeah, but you're welcome here. But then how do you feel? So your event is especially powerful. I I think I am officially a groupie now. Um, (laughs) How do you feel at the end when you see the the relationships form, the breakthroughs? What can you even describe that feeling in words? I can't, I honestly can't describe it because I think it's outside of my capability of understanding of what actually happens there. Yeah. And I I think especially after doing it for as long as I've done it now, it's insane to hear what that people wouldn't know each other who are now in business, who are now best friends, who have met like partners through friends and things like that. Like insane things, like the amount of lives impacted business ideas that have launched, you know, relationships that have created something like they didn't mm-hmm. understand that life could feel this way. That's yeah. something that I hear all of the time. And I'm like, I think the the beautiful thing though that we're going to talk a lot about is not taking responsibility not only for having to transform them, but I don't necessarily take responsibility for these transformations yes. either. And while that might sound like, well, why wouldn't you want to take responsibility for the good stuff or, or for all of it? It's kind of like you have to go into this knowing that you are holding space and that you don't have to be the best speaker or you're not going to create their breakthrough for them. Like you have to know that if you show up in your vision, that is enough and you hold yourself to your highest vision and your highest self and you're doing the work on you, that that's actually going to ripple down to them and they're going to learn how to create a transformation and a breakthrough for themselves. Like you're holding space, you're creating the exercises or maybe you're creating, you know, maybe if you don't have exercises or you're not necessarily facilitating like holding space and learning event flow and even picking speakers and things like that or whatever it is, those are all huge things. But I think it's so... I had a lot of people who came before me just tell me like, okay, don't take it all on. It's not your responsibility and their breakthrough and what they're doing, that's on them. Yeah. Like if they decide to use it or not, that is their choice. So when I see them out in the world doing it, I'm like, wow, overwhelming that by me showing up for me, like for my purpose, that it caused them to show up for themselves. Yeah. And I just showed them how because I did it for myself. So I think that's so powerful to know is that those moments when I am like, why am I doing this? I'm like, because you're doing this to show up for yourself and show them what that looks like Mm -hmm. for your vision. You talk about this all the time, even if we're to tie it back to that point about it. I remember feeling at that crossroads of, it felt so scary to step mm-hmm. into this bigger vision. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have a clear picture of it yet. It just, yeah. I knew I was meant for more. There was fear around it. Mm-hmm. But there was, and and with that fear, I think is just this uncomfortable feeling that we don't love to be uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. when I looked, and this is the point you always so lovingly remind all of us of, there was just as much discomfort with staying exactly where I was. Mm-hmm. It's not comfortable if you know you're meant for more, if you know you have a vision on your heart that is meant to be brought to the world, it's going to feel just as uncomfortable to stay in one place mm-hmm. and not put that into action. But one of those discomforts has the potential of a huge breakthrough and of more blessings than you can even handle Mm -hmm. on the other side. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the point that I got to where it was going to be uncomfortable either way. Mm -hmm. I just decided, I remember just asking myself, okay, I know what it feels like to have this big vision and not take action toward Mm -hmm. it. 
what if? What could happen if I just try? Yeah. And it was that question that got me taking those first little steps. And then the next ones after that, I just kept saying, look, you know what it feels like to not take action on this. Mm. What could happen? What could happen if you did? Mm -hmm. And uh, quite honestly, I... I wasn't prepared for just the abundance of blessings that would come on the other side mm-hmm. in terms of, and it's not, it's not the money, it's not the recognition or any of the cool experiences that have come. Mm-hmm. It's the freedom to be myself mm. and just, just to be exactly who mm. I am and who I'm not mm-hmm. and know that that's enough. Mm. And I didn't find that freedom until I stepped into what I was most afraid of. Mm. And I do just want to point out when you do that, because everything is the same energy, the blessings do come and the money does come. It does. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Absolutely not. I'm okay. But just it's a ripple effect of everything will come when you open that up. Like the abundance of blessings, the abundance of just like the people. Oh my God. The people that come into your life when you start showing up for yourself. That's overwhelming. Like the epic women that I have in my life, when I started not disappointing myself, they they recognize you. Like yeah. I, and I swear to you, that's exactly what happened with you and me. Mm-hmm. I was like in the space of wanting to be with other women who were deciding to stop disappointing themselves yep. and to start living their purpose. And I saw it in you immediately. I'm like, she's doing the do. Like she is doing the hard work I want to do it alongside of her. Yeah. And that's just, I was like, what's better than doing the hard work alone and getting the reward alone? Doing it with someone else. Mm-hmm. So that's really when this collaboration started is I was just like, I recognized another person doing the same work and you'll see it over and over. Like, and they'll just flock to your life. When people are like, how do you attract great people? Make yourself proud. Get really uncomfortable. <laughs> Get really uncomfortable and they Seriously. will spot you. It sends yeah. out the bat signal, like I always mm-hmm. say. And it's like undeniable. People will want to be on your path because they feel your bravery. Yeah. And I know you have had the same experience. I will not for a second tell you that I just got uncomfortable once and then it was great. And mm-hmm. I never got uncomfortable. In fact, the discomfort keeps getting a little bigger. Mm-hmm. It, it really just mimics the size of the next breakthrough that I'm going toward. But that's where the freedom has come. And now I just have gotten kind of ballsy and I'm like, what Mm -hmm. else feels uncomfortable? I made you come to hip hop with me. We did hip hop. I'm not a hip hop dancer, but I also am. Yeah. Um, She also did it. I did too. (laughs) It has radically changed my life. And and that's what we want to be able to pay it forward to others. Mm -hmm. And I'm so honored to get to create this alongside you mm-hmm. and to collaborate and bring our strengths together. Mm. I cannot wait. I can see it. I can feel it. I can feel all the people there. Hopefully, whoever's listening, like I can actually feel who's listening right now. Like, which is so cool to know that I'm talking to someone who you? will be in the. They they're <laughs> touching my lower back. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, or my the friendship zone. The, the friendship zone, zone. Yes. not my low low back. <laughs> I mean, do you have a Lolo back? It's been a long day. Know. We've done a this lot. This is of we've filming. done a lot of talking about this event, which is so exciting. So yeah. I'm I'm actually so in the core of it right now, yeah. which is thrilling because I can actually see it and feel it. Um, this is making it so tangible right now. Um, but you know, some other people that I was thinking who really I hope are in this room just to re- put a bow on this is 
these are social and human and relationship and facilitation skills. So if you own a business, if you're a manager at a business, if you are an employee at a business that you want to start stepping into a leadership role, honestly, this is like owning your message. This is speaking. This is being able to bring ideas to your boss or to your head of leadership council. Uh, tribal council. Yeah. The tribal council. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I was like suddenly on the Star Trek ship. Like, But these are skills that will change your entire life yeah. and your business. And they will either create promotions for you at work or you will take control and create promotions. Because if you can't tell, we are not going to be in a room where we believe that, I mean, nothing is... Like anything is possible. We might unicorn brainstorm. Who knows? Anything is possible. (laughs) And I can't even imagine who's going to go home with a business partner like you and I did. Mm -hmm. Where if you're afraid to do Mm -hmm. this alone, you could do it with someone. Yeah. And it is way more fun. I love my event. I love planning my event. Mm -hmm. And this one, we keep catching ourselves wanting to make it more work than it needs to be. Yeah. Because when you're collaborating, it really, you get to bring the best of yourself to the table. Mm -hmm. And finding that partner who fills in the gaps is a pretty beautiful thing. It really so is. So I I foresee a lot of that happening and just the support. So I think back to that writing group that got me to first finish my book. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to spend five days in this room with us and with this amazing group of people. Start your own. Start your own support, yes. mastermind, whatever you want to call it, because they're you're going to come out of that that week feeling on such a high. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be inevitable breakdowns, challenges along yes. the way. You've got to be committed to holding one another accountable and showing mm-hmm. up for each other. Volunteer at each other, other's events. You'll get to speak at each other's events. Mm-hmm. This is we're calling it a certification program because after this after this 5 days with us you are going to feel so ready and mm-hmm. equipped to lead the kind of events if you're listening to Lori's podcast clearly you love what she stands for you've probably even attended her event or thought about it and if you love the content that she delivers we're literally going to teach you exactly how we've learned over the last few years to do that kind of work. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. You guys are going to go home with a workbook that you're going to learn how to put people through whatever exercises, meditations, visualizations, event flow. You're going to know from start to finish how to set it up. You're going to know how to craft your message. You're going to be able to speak it confidently. You're going to stand on stage. You're going to bring people back from break. You're going to know timing. You're going to understand where you should get your speakers from or, or do you do you pay them? Do you not? You're going to understand how to negotiate all of that, negotiate contracts for hotels, how to look for sponsors, um, how to facilitate different experiences, how to just flow of pretty much anything that is social. You could do flow of events at work, flow of events of anything. And that is what I'm most thrilled about is making sure that you leave going, I know, I understand that. I know that there's a whole conversation around that. I know that there is a team I could hire for that because we are going to share all of our resources that we use that you are more than welcome to use. So you're going to know all of the things that we do and everything that goes into it. And it's not, this is not just big events. This is like if you want to start with four person events, with two person events, because that's how I started. I started with really small workshops and gatherings, Mm -hmm. um, you know, charging 20 bucks a person. And 
it was so powerful for me to be able to do that. And it's game changing. So whether you're in a small town and you know that there's a big niche for starting a community of networking, like maybe you put together a networking group and you uh, teach people how to have these networking meetings that everybody pays a monthly fee for, whatever that... It's like un... I can't even stop with the ideas. I I now feel like I'm getting annoyed. We'll have about 10,000 business ideas for Exactly. <laughs> so it's just something you can add along with if you just want more confidence for whatever you're doing. If you are already a speaker, if you're a podcaster, you're going to be in a room and it's going to be like freaking boot camp. So... I can't wait. Yay. And it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> I can't even take it. So you guys, you can go to eventlove.com. It's event spelled exactly how it sounds. And then love is L-U-V. So eventluv.com. You can go and secure your spot right now. You can go learn all about it. Um, and we can't wait to have you there. Like, But definitely grab your spot because it's an intimate group. Yeah. And I have not heard of anything like it. And it starts soon. It's going to be here before we know it. I know. And I'm a hugger. You've been warned. You've been warned. You've been warned, folks. Mm -hmm. I'm just so excited to spend this week with everyone. Mm, Me too. I can't wait. So Linz, I'm so grateful for you. Can't wait to... like. It's already been so much fun. And I love learning the dance between how the two of us work, which I think will be so much fun to just share that, share that space with all of these people. I know it's divine and I know everybody who is meant to be there will be there. So I'm so grateful for you and thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought and honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. 
That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this and now their smart ai platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com that's k-a-j-a-b-i.com Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back 
And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community. And it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com.